This is the Dirt Reporters Podcast for the week of November 8th. I'm your host, D-Swap, Derek Kessinger, joined by the editorial staff, gorgeous-looking bunch, if I must say, of Kevin Kovac, Todd Turner, and Kyle McFadden. Kovac, I'm, I'm glad you're not that sleepy. You've got a couple days to rest after that marathon. I'll call it a marathon at the dirt track at Charlotte. Four nights, he had qualifying one night, and then he had three headline divisions. I don't. Is your ears okay with all that engine noise throughout the whole day? <laughs> That's right. Well, fortunately, like when you're in the late model and modified pits, um, you were right. like uh, at another town away or something. So uh, the the motor noise doesn't get too loud, but. I do, I, like, after four days at Charlotte and all those hours, I mean, races started at 4 o'clock uh, and ended after 10 the first uh, couple feature nights. And then Saturday, it was 3 o'clock and ended after 10. Uh, so it was over six- and seven-hour shows. They're long. That's, that's a long time at a racetrack. I mean, there's breaks in there to work on the track, obviously, because they start so early. But uh, you feel like, uh, I mean, like, I go to sleep last night, and I'm still thinking that may, I, I, I think I need to have uh, – like a, a, a an engine noise in my background here for my uh uh you know for my uh for sleeping and stuff because it seems like I was hearing engines for 72 hours straight it almost it seemed like but um it's a, it's a long show but weather was I mean it was cold at night but you could, they couldn't have asked for for better conditions other for otherwise for getting everything in because they never had to look at you never had to look at a radar one time right. all weekend it was totally clear and uh, you know, and if you have any little bouts, you know, battles with rain during that week, you're in trouble because it's going to make for a long time. Because just imagine if they had rain delays, uh, how long everything would have been. I mean, they would have still, they could still be racing there, actually. Yeah, you'd still so, be uh, there. Uh, yeah, fortunately, they were able to get some uh, good weather, uh, you know, on the on the wetness side, the dry side. Uh, uh, but it still was a, a super long. There's just so many cars. It's such a big big show everybody wants to be there they want to just go to it and be involved as as a racer it seems like you know and uh in all three divisions so uh it, it is what it is like you know when you have such a popular thing it's going to take a while to get done uh, when you want to have so many races i was going to ask you really quick uh mike marler debuts in skyline that was six days ago he gets the dub uh pretty impressive uh to get a win in that magnitude because all eyes are on Charlotte. You got, you know, a whole bunch of industry people there. He came out uh, guns a-blazing there that opening night. Yeah, that was pretty pretty impressive there. I mean, it wasn't like the biggest change for him when you when you think about it. He still had his same crew guys, and he had extra crew guys, actually, because uh, Tyler Brunig's two crewmen, you know, Zeb and, and JD, they both came down to help him for the weekend. So, man, he, had, he was set up there. He had Josh Davis and, and Donk his two regular crew guys who are uh, always in the shop getting everything ready. And, 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 uh, and they prepared the car there uh, at, in, in Tennessee at Mike, Mike shop. It was a longhorn still. Um, he didn't have to adjust to, to anything really big other than having to get used to uh, looking at a, at a red car. You know, he had a, had a different color car. I looked pretty sharp too, a red and black. Uh, definitely different though than his blue horns that he's had. At the, you know they're calling those uh, longhorns uh, the blue horn, right? With because uh, he's always had blue cars uh, in recent times. Uh, he comes right out of the box and gets a win, and, and then he gets a second on Saturday. And and was if he said if he didn't make a little 
you know, hit lap traffic, two lap cars a little bad on Saturday night, late in that distance. He might have been able to to get Ricky Thornton Jr. He was right there in the mix there also. Uh, good momentum for Mike Marler the rest of this season and then obviously going into 2024, which is right around the corner. Kyle, I'm glad you're okay. You're not bloated from pound cake. I got a couple pictures from the press box. But how was the bird's eye view from Charlotte this past week and up in that nice, beautiful uh, media tower? Yeah, it was really good. We actually had, uh, you know, shout out to World Racing Group and everybody at Charlotte for giving us uh, designated seats too with like nameplates and affiliation and first first row, you know, um, in that press box. So really nice. Um, and, you know, it, it certainly like, yes, like those days were quite long and um we could you know talk about ways to to make the show more efficient as for so many other races across uh you know dirt racing but uh certainly allows for um just to see like the whole event right i mean more than just like the racing itself to to see the pack grandstands i mean they had announced a sellout for saturday night i think for the third year in a row so um 80 or 76 cars, which was uh, 10 short of the record, I think back in 2015. And so, I mean, two years ago, back in 2021, uh, there were 47 cars there, right, for the world finals. So big improvement, obviously, car count wise. Um, you know, yes, yes, the show was, was quite lengthy there on Saturday, but I really felt like um, that track prep was worth it. And and uh you know put on the best race of the week there um and to see ricky thornton jr pick up two more wins to run his win count i think up to 34 now right so uh yeah just um a lot of things that uh wasn't really too much out of the ordinary i would say this past weekend uh and nice to see that the pound cake came back on the fourth night I was getting worried there when it uh, <laughs> didn't make its appearance the first three nights there. So made a little half halftime adjustment and uh, came came back out to finish the whole week strong. So, yeah. Yeah. Glad to hear you're OK. Glad they got the pound cake at the final witching hour there to put before the clock struck midnight. Uh, Todd. Ricky Thornton Jr., we've heard about him, I think, here by at this point. He's had a phenomenal year. But that rally on Saturday reminded me of J.D. last year, kind of putting an exclamation point on a season. All eyes are on Charlotte, as I mentioned earlier. He rallies from deep in the field on that top to get the win. We've talked about it all year long. This guy can win on any track condition. And I think that's probably one of his more impressive wins of the year, just like I thought J.D.'s win last year at Charlotte to come back and rally like that was about the same type, like a very impressive win to saying, you know what, we didn't win the championship two weeks prior, but we're still going to be out here winning some races and we're going to look good doing it. Yeah, I think so. As Kevin wrote about, Anthony Burroughs, his crew chief, talked about how that 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 surface is probably their worst, you know, probably what he struggles on the most. And, of course, he hadn't been there in many years. Um, 
but I but I feel like we've kind of gone through this all season long. We like look at oh well now Thornton's going to this track or that track and he's not been good here. Well, all that has been just thrown out the window all season because pretty much <laughs> yes. wherever he goes, he just runs well. And uh, yeah, to make that rally and to to you know come from tenth on that track was impressive. Um, I also noticed that the uh, World of Outlaws guys, we might argue that this season is one of the best rosters they've had uh, in a number right. of years. And the fact that Thornton uh, and Marler were able to keep those guys out of victory lane uh, and Pierce having, you know, kind of a so-so weekend uh, and a lot of the Outlaw guys actually struggling quite a bit. It is kind of a, um, for Thornton to put that, uh, to, to come in there and steal two from those guys and Marler won the other one. Uh, kind of uh, left uh, left the the world of outlaws regulars wanting a little bit. I'm sure they would have liked to have swept the uh, swept that weekend uh, themselves, being at their big uh, show place there at the end of the year. Yeah, Chris Madden. It seemed like was the only outlaw regular to be a right up there. Kay Dillard. He's ran a few. He was he was leading some laps there on Saturday. Uh, Kovac. What else did Anthony have to say? Is he kind of just like not surprised anymore of how Ricky Thornton Jr. races these tracks and? how he's showing out because Anthony's always a good guy to talk to after a race and kind of dissect what Ricky Thornton does uh, throughout the night. Yeah, he's, uh, he is a good, he's a really good interview. Um, uh, and there Anthony was after Saturday night's race. And he, he said, he goes, that was all Ricky Thornton right there. He goes, we're just fortunate to have him uh, the way he ran that race uh, to get up on the top. Uh, I mean, nobody had really gotten up to the top yet. I mean, they worked on that racetrack. Remember, uh, I really did it. And that set up like a little bit of a, you know, confusion there up on the, uh, in the staging area, because all the teams had kind of taken driven their cars up there before the 10 minute horn was even blown, uh, actually. And they're sitting up there and then they see the racetrack being totally redone more than they'd done the first two nights before the features. Uh, and that threw them for a little bit of a loop, like how they set the car up, what tires, should they change to a softer tire, uh, and all that. And, Thornton had already had a three on rather than a four on the right rear, a little bit softer, uh, even before he saw, like before the team saw what they were doing with the track. So of course, like everyone sees that up in the staging area. And I think that probably set people off more because Ricky Thornton Jr. has a three on, you know, I mean, is that the ticket? I mean, should we be doing that? Uh, and then they throw the little, another curveball with the track work and, and everyone was really thinking and, and, and doing a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, changes maybe if they, whatever they could and they allowed him to change tires also and some guys did Ricky stayed with the three he goes and and for the beginning of that race by 10 15 laps everybody seemed like they were more down low into the middle and and then all of a sudden Ricky goes to the top and, and starts clicking them off in which the top wasn't it wasn't like there's was a big cushion at, at Charlotte um, uh, and, and it was the, what they had the little curb that did form was way up towards the wall it was kind of treacherous to even be so close to the wall but Ricky found it he he said he saw Brandon Shepard uh, as they were like half a track behind him almost you know le just less than half he was look at, looking way ahead of him so I mean I guess these race car <laughs> drivers do have pretty good eyesight because he saw him he said he was a straightaway and a corner ahead so he had to be looking across that infield to even see uh uh, Sheppy, while he's doing his own racing here, and, and RTJ said he saw him going to the outside, and he picked up a couple cars, you know, back in the pack, and he's like, man, maybe I need to try that, you know, like, I, that's one thing that, you know, great race car drivers, they always do, they're always looking ahead, even of seeing, like, how a, a lapped car, slower car is handling the racetrack to see if they can get a little advantage, and maybe that's where they need to be, and, 
and, and that's what Ricky did. He goes to the top and he goes by everybody. And, and by the time he was by everybody, that's when uh, some other people moved to the top uh, and, and tried to do it. But man, Ricky, again, he got up on the wheel, Anthony Burroughs, always impressed with his driver and and like anthony had said they did not let that that they did not mope around after losing at eldora uh he he, he wasn't going to let them do that he didn't want to talk to anybody he said the day after they got back to the shop uh but they let it go and they they got that out of their system and now they're back winning you know they got a little bit of red clay practice too by going down to the national 100 and getting back racing the you know last week and, and then they come here and then they go to charlotte and you know it's it, it's Ricky being Ricky, Ricky doing Ricky things, right? Isn't that what uh, James Essex says also? Yeah, so he won, what, 40000 this weekend, right? So he's not too far off from, you know, missing out on that championship points money. He can, like, make that up coming up here at Sonoya. <laughs> so, he's you know, he's uh he's doing pretty damn well and uh, just a huge big-time year for Ricky Thornton Jr. Another guy having a big-time year, Kyle McFadden, was kind of quiet at uh, the dirt track at Charlotte. was Bobby Pierce. He uh, struggled on the qualifying nights or kind of put him behind the eight ball. But he wins his first ever uh, traditional, I'll say traditional, as in like World of Outlaws, Lucas Oil, like the you know the older guards of national championships. Uh, Pierce still gets to walk away, winning his first title, gets to walk away with a nice big check. Uh, still a quiet weekend, but when he's looking back at his World of Outlaws seasons, he's, he's – I actually kind of did a highlight video for him. Uh, he he was pretty damn good on the Woo series and kind of maybe quiet the haters a little bit that he only cherry picks that he can't win a national touring series. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, I remember having a conversation uh, with his dad, Bob, and Bobby, too, back when I remember the night. It was at Mason City over the summer during that Heartland Speed Week swing. It was uh, that night. Um, he won the race, took the points lead from Chris Madden and never looked back. Right. And so from there on, you know, I remember them telling me, especially Bob, like they wanted to, to, to pad their points lead as much as possible before that last week at Charlotte, because obviously Chris Madden, we all know how good he is at Charlotte, even though he hasn't won a feature at Charlotte since like 2017, he's always like in contention, right? He's always on the podium. It seems at least in the top five. So um, obviously that's mission accomplished there for Bobby. And so, um, yeah, like when he doesn't win a race during their three race weekend, it's just like, oh, like, you know, Bobby Pierce is quiet, right? I mean, that's just kind of the standard that he's set for himself this year um, when he's nowhere to be found, it seems. And in the, not in the top 10, ran top 10 on the last night, but um, up to, up to his standards this year. I mean, look, like, they did what they needed to do, right? And so I'm I'm not saying that, you know, because I asked Ricky Thornton Jr. this too, like after the um, kind of like the intensity of the Lucas Oil season and you're like on this like adrenaline rush, it seems like all year long, do you feel like now that you're showing up to these races after your season's over on the Lucas Oil Series, do you feel like they're more laid back for you, less pressure? You can kind of go about your business without feeling like you're under a microscope. And he's like, no, you know, um, that there's not much, you know, change from a mentality and from an atmosphere wise, like within the team. And so, but I have the sense with Bobby that like, of course he shows up wanting to win, but like, you know, he did what he needed to do this week, right. To just, 
turn two qualifying laps on Wednesday uh, or four. And so uh, to lock up the championship, right? And so, I mean, he's, he's built that much point or he built that much of the lead to be able to do that. And so it's cool. Um, I don't think anybody w- would have thought, right, that like he would have the season that, that he's had. But when you look at all the racetracks and, and look back on the year, I mean, like the Outlaw Tour is pretty much tailor made for Bobby Pierce. And it's, and it's like, it's like Chris Madden, right? Like if you took that, took the Outlaw schedule and, you know, had races at Cherokee and Sonoya and Charlotte, you know, like if there was five races a year at Charlotte or, or, or more, or just races like down in the South, right? Things would probably be a little closer. I could be wrong, but odds are that, um, you know, just like Bobby Pierce did what he needed to do all year long, did what he needed to do this past weekend. And uh, I mean, also too, like you have to think you grind all, all season long, uh, you work your tail off. And I, I think he deserves a, like a relaxed weekend to just kind of enjoy it, right? Just like as the champion and uh, walking like around the pits as the champion, right? You know, just like taking that in and absorbing it and uh, not having the pressure of really racing for points kind of hang over you. So, yeah, uh, fantastic year for Bobby. Ricky Thornton Jr. continues to, I mean, we can debate that, uh, you know, for the rest of the show or for like another time as to who should win driver of the year. But, uh, you know, Ricky Thornton Jr. certainly um, add it to stole the spotlight just a little bit there from uh, from Bobby's weekend. Yeah, Derek needs to, you know, unmute here again. Yeah, this, this... I do. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I'll get to Todd here really quick. But, Kovac, if we know anything about Bobby, yeah, he won the championship. But I think uh, knowing him, he was probably a little PO'd for having just horrible qualifying efforts, not running good the first two nights. He, I saw him mention that he had, he finally found something that last night where he was more balanced. But Bobby he already knew he had a clinch, and he that dude wants to win. So how was – I know you talked to Bob, and he could he could he could kind of tell too. Bobby was a little frustrated that he couldn't get the ball going a little bit earlier there at, uh, in North Carolina. Yeah, Bob said that uh, Bobby, even though he already had the you know he clinched it just by taking qualifying laps. He's like, yeah, you'd think he'd be more relaxed there now because he didn't. But he goes, Bob's like, I I think he's even more he's more tense this weekend now because he's so frustrated that he's not running better. Uh, the guy, he's like, Bobby wants to win so bad uh, and he wants to end the, you know, he wants to put a little cherry on top of the season. And he was really frustrated and it was getting to him that he wasn't able to run. I mean, he obviously was proud of winning the championship. He didn't have to worry about points and pressure of that. But this, the mentally that he just wanted to show off, uh, have a good showing in the last race uh, on such a big stage. And it, he hadn't been to uh, Charlotte much in his career at all. And it's not that red clay again, just like Ricky Thornton is figuring it out. Uh, Bobby is figuring it out too. And uh, he just wasn't up to his usual standards. Uh, like all each week he was, he was had to really figure things out. He had to really, uh, you know, throw some stuff at his race car to, 
to, to get the right uh, balance and stuff uh, to, to be able to run up front like he normally does. Cause I mean, just about everywhere he's raced since what August or, or end of July, late July, maybe it seems like he's on the podium every, every track he goes to, even some new tracks too. Uh, and, and this one wasn't that way. And uh, he did get better each night though. Uh, he got better each night. And, uh, and I think Bobby did mention to me towards the end when I, I had talked to him also, uh, and he said at the end of the weekend and then he did feel better, you know, at Charlotte. And I said, have we, and he just was talking a little bit about like how much better he can be. So he's going to be 27 years old in a, in a couple of weeks and, and how long will he race and how kind you know, how, how many win championships or big wins can he have in his career? It could be incredible. Uh, and is he in his prime yet? Did he feel like he's in his prime? And, and so I said, have we seen the best of Bobby Pierce yet? And Bobby says, no, no, just wait until we figure these kind of tracks out too. Uh, you know, and, and he has a point there. I mean, oh, like he, you know, I mean, imagine that, imagine when he's better, he, he can get that South, those Southern racetracks too. Yeah, man. And I think he will be able to do it because he's been done it just about everywhere else. And he got better every night of the week at uh, Charlotte. Yeah, he is amazing. I can't say nothing about, uh, the kid, I've seen him grown up before my eyes just with dirt on dirt since he started running kind of full time there. I remember the times, Todd Turner, when uh, the family had to take a break off summer nationals because they were getting at each other's throat and they just weren't having the good runs. And they had to take like a couple days off there when he was, uh, you know, a young teenager to see him grow up to be a national champion. Uh, obviously, you covered Bob Pierce for a long time. And speaking of that, congrats to him. 71 years old and winning crew chief of the year. I don't think. Uh, that's going to be a hard record to break, but just the Pierce family itself to to see them grow up kind of like with dirt on dirt in a way. Like he kind of started there towards the beginning of it, made the Summer Nationals uh, very popular on our website to see him win a championship. Uh, what do you think it means for that Pierce family to see him win that first title? Well, I mean, everything. I mean, they've gone through, uh, uh, of course, with the Summer Nationals, they were great, but then there was plenty of, uh, haters on them or people who said they couldn't win the big ones or and he did have kind of mixed results with national touring stuff and even at the beginning of this year uh we and other people were a little skeptical he even even really would try to do it uh and uh and maybe you wonder can he um you know when he goes to tracks where he may not be at his best is he gonna struggle well he he kind of just pushed all that aside this year and it was a little bit of a midwest friendly schedule uh, kind of as Kyle was talking about, Chris Madden. Chris Madden was built for the Habitampa era of the '90s when they were running in the Southeast mostly. Chris Madden would would thrive in that. Uh, Pierce, uh, on the other hand, thrives with uh, more of these Midwestern races. Uh, he's sure getting better everywhere, but uh, uh, what he's done this year, you know, that's the thing. When you were talking about Derek, we watched him grow up, and we literally did. And it sometimes it's hard to wrap your head around. Wow, I saw him when he was he. You know, you could look like you could pick him up and put him in the car. I mean, when he was driving those crates <laughs> way back then, and he's uh, uh, now he's you know he's a he's he's a man, and he um, you know saying he's not even in his prime. That's kind of scary, but uh, um, I think it's kind of neat that these summer nationals guys. I've always had a soft spot for the summer nationals. Now we have a a streak of summer nationals guys winning the world of outlaws title. Um, you know, with Herb and and Shepard and uh, uh, and Pierce here, so it's kind of a uh, kind of neat to see uh, uh, those guys kind of transition to where they are 
uh, the top national stars and Pierce uh, even more so and, and with more to come, no doubt. Well, he only has like 30 years left of racing before he's McDowell's age. So I think he'll be, <laughs> I think he'll be just fine there. Uh, it's just crazy to see uh, uh, just like you said him growing up uh, back here. You sent me a note. About we know Bobby. What was the reason Bobby decided to run the World of Outlaws? Uh, you know, Bob, talk to you a little bit about that, and then we'll get to our topic here and around table on that. So he said that they were, you know, been talking about it, discussing it. Maybe it's time to to try to do it and then uh, to to branch out into a national uh, level, you know, full time rather than just you know being. I guess you know, uh, I, I you can only go so far. How, he's restricted to how much he could make really, if you're running just the summer, you, you dominate the summer nationals uh, and, and you dominate like the regional stuff or the $5,000 to win Mars races around his area. You could do very well. Like Bob said, the more you, you win those races, you've, he's proven himself. He can win those races and a lot of them, uh, but you better win a lot of them. If you're going to race for a living with that in, in, in that regard, you know, like, uh, you're not getting the show up money. You're not getting that extra, you know, that bigger point fund at the end of the year. I mean, the point fund that Bobby Pierce just picked up this year, $150,000. That's three times the point fund money that he's ever won, you know, with the dirt car nationals, summer nationals and the dirt car national title combined. I mean, that's usually been about $50,000 for him at the end of the year when he wins both of them together, a good chunk of change. But when you go and take it out to the national level, get 150 grand, that's that's three times what he was w trying to win uh, the, the maximum he could win locally and regionally. So uh, he Bobby Bob said that Bobby really just he felt like that the time was right now too. I mean let's let's go out there. I mean I gotta gotta you gotta like you gotta broaden the horizons a little bit and, and not just uh, keep doing what you've proven you could do and, and win on the. Uh, the regional, you know, summer nationals level and just pile up those kind of wins, uh, you know, and, and, and I think Bob even mentioned sort of, it's like when, uh, you know, when, when Billy Moyer or, or Bloomquist or, you know, or, we're coming in and winning all the summer nationals races. And then Bob remembers like, man, he, they'd come in and be like, all right, now uh, it was at that point where we're like, what they're, they're still coming here. Well, we're getting, we're running for second because they're here now. And, and Bobby, a lot of times we would get to that point now with the summer national, you see Bobby Pierce drive in and you're like, well, it, it's a good chance. I he's going to be winning tonight. Right. It's a good chance. He's going to be winning tonight. I just uh, record maybe, one of the older videos that I used to right, have. Cause I mean, just right. like used last night's at Peoria. Now we're at, you know, Spoon River. No one's going to know the difference. I'm sorry. Like he's just, it was getting old right. there for a while. <laughs> right. And you get to that point and, and Bob's like, you know, I mean that when people are thinking that maybe that's time, that that's a sign that and he needs to, he needs to move to that higher level and go do some world of outlaws racing or, or Lucas racing or whatever. One of the big national tours and, and Bobby, you know, did do it, although it got off to that bad start. You remember going back, that dirt car, the- How the, many motors uh, they blow? Yeah, the first, in January, Evolution, the Sunshine Nationals, two motors. Uh, I mean, what, one of them wasn't really bad, though. They did get back home, and they realized right. it wasn't like a, 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 a total, uh, you know, catastrophe with it. It was fixable. Um, but still, two motors right out of the gate, and, and they go home, kind of lick their wounds. I mean, should they do this? But 
Bobby was, you, you have to give him credit for this too. I mean, he was committed to doing it. And Bob was very impressed with him too. Just the way he said, we are doing this. And, and Bobby had also wanted to like get out and go to some of those Northern tracks too. Like, you know, North Dakota, River Cities, you know, some of those tracks in Wisconsin that in Minnesota, he saw those tracks, they kind of fit his style, you know, that kind of dirt and, um, and that, and that's another thing that he wanted to do. And another reason why he decided to go do the, the world of outlaws because of those racetracks that he saw that were, uh, were, were going to be good for him. And, you know, and, and Bob said, he goes, you know, I know sometimes you got to run by, by tracks that you would have liked to have raced at to go to a series race, a national tour race, but the, what you get at the end of the rainbow could be bigger. You got to think about that. You just can't think about that one moment, think about the end of it. And man, now he's, he's going to make over a million dollars this year. Now almost, you know, he's had like half million dollar race seasons, you know, almost 600,000 to make a million dollars over with the point fund money. Uh, I think he made the right choice. Oh, uh, and also that he's uh, his own car owner too, as well. So he's not like split the yes. pot with the car owner, like the, the other couple guys that have won a million dollars the last few years. Uh, yeah. And I'd also say Bobby is probably by far the guy I've interviewed the most too. So to see him win a national championship, uh, it's pretty nifty as well. So, we're getting towards crunch time here, guys. Uh, I posted on our best of channel in Slack. I want your top five drivers, moments, uh, races. So we're going to get those voting in by the end of the week to see, you know, who's going to be the top five. We haven't had a difficult decision for drivers in a long, long, long time. I think the last one, uh, prove me if I'm wrong, I think it was 2016 maybe we had uh, Josh Richards and Scott Bloomquist. You know, those guys are really tight. We kind of went to the, you know, crunch the numbers even more. I think that this year we're going to have to crunch the numbers even more with like maybe head-to-heads, uh, the big-time money races they are winning. Uh, just a whole bunch of factors will be playing it. One guy, Bobby Pierce, potentially could win three national championships uh, with Castro and XR. Ricky Thornton Jr., however, dominated one season, and he's not going to win the championship for Lucas Oil. So that's another thing we had to factor in as well. I think going to this, like, we're not a shock maybe with Bobby Pierce winning 34 races because he's done it in the past. Yeah, it might have been on a regional level, but he's won the World 100. He's won the North-South. I think we're more shocked that, you know, Ricky Thornton Jr. is doing it because he was winning in, like, other divisions, having some success in late models, but wasn't really going over that hill. So his, for me at least, is, like, very shocking after watching it this season. Like, Bobby was more established. I think that's not very hard to argue. So, Kyle McFadden, how are you going to process all this when you're making your votes by the end of the week? Like, it's going to be a tough, tough decision. You're going to go with head-to-head? You're going to go with, like, strength of schedule? Or I don't even know. I think I might just flip a coin and let the, and let that decide. It might be a better option than just trying to use my brain at this point. Oh, man, you're leading me off with this question. Um, <laughs> well, it's – you look you don't at, have to give your results, but you can kind of like, um, think I, you're taking effect in effect. So like I put in my fast talk that like if we could have a co-driver of the year, if if we could, big word if, keyword if, you know, why not? But there's a reason why we have one driver of the year, right? And so I think, drum roll, that Ricky Thornton Jr. has that right now. Um, even though that Bobby Pierce has, could wrap up three championships right by the end of the year, RTJ, 
you know, he's not going to have a championship to show from this past year, even though we all know what he did on the Lucas Soul Tour this year. Bobby Pierce, he has the head-to-head win total over RTJ by a slim margin. But what I really look at is, I'm looking at it right now, actually. Ricky Thornton Jr. has has nine wins of at least 25,000. This year, Bobby Pierce has four. And so, like, you look at Ricky Thornton Jr.'s body of work, Mountain Moonshine Classic, Firecracker 100, the Freedom 60 at Muskegon, the Elkhorn 100, even though, you know, that didn't get a huge car count and didn't draw the hype of a 100,000 as a 100,000 the win race should at Off-Road Speedway, he still won that. Uh, Prairie Dirt Classic, you know, we he won that too, right? Like Ricky Thornton Jr. ripped that from Bobby Pierce's grasp. And I'd put that, I remember making a comment earlier this year, like if Bobby Pierce can't win the Prairie Dirt Classic, I don't think he's deserving to win the driver of the year. Like, I think that it was going to be that close. And not only that, but Ricky Thornton Jr. won the Prairie Dirt Classic. And then he won the Knoxville Late Model Nationals. And then he won the Jackson 100 Pittsburgher and then World Finals. Whereas Bobby Pierce, you know, he has a 30,000 to win race with the lucas oil series back in may he has to go for 50 the usa nationals and then and then the north south 100 those are his four biggest wins so yes while bobby pierce could have three titles locked up you know you look at ricky thornton jr season and i just think it's it's just the more impressive season and so um i stand here saying that ricky thornton jr my vote gets driver of the year Wow. As of today, we still have Sonoya before that's like the official. All right. Yeah. Cause it could, like I said, I'm Todd. What did you vote in the 1997 AP college football poll where they had a tie between Michigan and Nebraska? Is that how you're going to kind of decide for the champion? Are we going to do a co-champion this year? Uh, We've never done that in the, you know, the history of dirt on dirt, but, but on the other side, that they never played each other like back in the day they didn't have a chance these guys we have a good sample size and bobby's ahead on that yeah i i would say that's in the discussion we'll have to talk about all that uh as i said in fast talk i'm kind of leaning toward thornton um you know we've talked about all these factors that you, you you're trying to sort out here and you made a good point with the seer with the titles versus the wins versus the head to head and all these other things. Um, um, I, I don't know. It, 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 the thing that is either way, it's going to be just a very, very sliver thin margin. And which, uh, which kind of takes me back a little bit to considering co co-drivers of the year, uh, because you could, you certainly aren't going to, you know, nobody's going to come out and say, Oh, well, it's no doubt it's Bobby Pierce or, huh, it, no question. It's Ricky Thornton. I mean, it's, uh, you certainly, uh, you know, everything below the top two are just kind of like, you know, they're, it's clearly just two guys and we're going to sit here and, uh, uh, sort out what it is. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, Kevin's leaning in Pierce. So I, I look forward to hear, hearing him talking about it a little bit. Um, there are some woulda couldas that are interesting in here. It's funny. Thornton took the Prairie Dirt Classic from Pierce, basically. Pierce uh, passed Thornton to win the North-South. Um, we also have the Show Me 100 hanging out there that Thornton didn't win. Um, if he would have won that and we hang that on his 
mantle, would that make a big enough difference where this would be an easier decision? I don't know. That's interesting. He did cross the line first, but but obviously it's not uh, officially on his uh, on his registry because of the fact uh, that he was penalized. I don't know, Kevin. Take get bail us out here. What do you think? Uh, yeah, Kevin, I, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, back. Okay, both. There's ladies in their life, significant ladies in their life that might listen to this. Shay with, you know, uh, Ricky <laughs> Thornton Jr. And then you got Mama Pierce and then Abby too as well. So be careful. Tread lightly, guys. I'm just saying they listen to this. Yeah. Bob Pierce listens too. He told me this weekend. He 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 but watched that thing that Bobby, we were on. I, he, he watched that thing that we were in the four boxes, right, he said. So, right. you know, shout but out Bob's to Bob also for the, watching. Bob's also yeah. the guy that would be like, I don't care if we didn't win driver there. We had a hell of a year. Like he yeah. wouldn't come up to us like, I can't believe he didn't vote for us. That's just not his, that, yeah. that's not his cup of tea. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. It's really close. I mean, the it, it, one thing that you have to factor in there, it's like, do you, do you consider that? Uh, how much do you consider that Ricky Thornton didn't win that Lucas oil title? I mean, like everyone says like, well, we know who the Lucas oil champion is. Uh, under the old format, the, the normal format, there'd be no doubt he would win the championship. So do you take away from him because he doesn't win? He doesn't have a championship on his resume uh, because of this new system, you know? I mean, but it, it's just a one-off rate. It was just a one-off thing. Everybody knows how good he is. But then you also say, well, you know the rules, and that was the rule, and he's not the champion this year. And so that does that subtract from what he's done? Uh, that, that's a that's a tough call to make when you know how good he's been all year, uh, and would have won a championship under any any other year, uh, well before the the last race too. And I, I he does have a few more of the you know the bigger crown jewel wins and um and they're both over a million dollars which is gonna which is amazing and also I just this Charlotte race I think does factor in pretty good, uh, winning two times at Charlotte. Ricky Thornton, who hadn't been there since 2014. Uh, if you really want to think about it, this was like a very, this, this for Bobby Pierce or Ricky Thornton, it was a, uh, an even kind of uh, 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 grounds here. You know, it was, it was, nobody had a home, home track advantage going to Charlotte for them. Uh, neither of them had to worry about points. So, you know, like back at, at, at Fairbury, when Ricky Thornton pulled off that amazing comeback on the outside to, to beat Bobby, uh, Ricky on his side, wasn't, wasn't a Lucas race. And, and Ricky said, he goes, man, I let it all hang out. I had no points to worry about Ricky. And I knew that Bobby had points to worry about with the world of outlaws. So he might not run it just quite as hard. Bobby admitted that. And, and, and Bobby would have, would say the same thing, like, uh, like maybe at the dirt track world championship, you know, uh, like if, if they, if Ricky would have been in the mix that you not had that problem at the beginning and really, really would have been in there would Ricky. Uh, Bobby probably could have raced harder for the win than Ricky did because Ricky was looking for the other. Yeah, you know, so there's little little things over in the season, but at Charlotte they were both just out there at a racetrack that they're not on the red dirt that they're not the best at, uh, a track that they hadn't been to for years. And here Ricky Thornton rolls out and wins twice in really impressive fashion. And Bobby Pierce, you know, like, like we talked about earlier, he struggled. He wasn't able to really get it. So maybe maybe that's the difference. Charlotte was uh, was a 
proving ground uh, to say who could have that little extra uh, to become the driver of the year. I mean, there's still Sonoa this week. I mean, maybe Bobby goes and wins that and it makes it even more difficult, but uh, I, I might have to go at Ricky Thornton just because of the two wins at Charlotte, pretty, pretty big uh, wins for him. So Ricky Thornton Jr. might have won more like crown jewel type wins. Uh, Bobby wasn't obviously at Knoxville. Ricky Thornton Jr. wins. Uh, you know, like Firecracker, I don't think Bobby was at either. Ricky Thornton wins. Uh, so he, I feel like Ricky Thornton Jr. just had more chances to race those races just because their National Touring Series offers those. So then I kind of look at like the head-to-heads, Eldora's, uh, Prairie Dirt Classic, Ricky Thornton Jr. won. Cedar Lake and uh, Florence, Bobby Pierce won. Uh, there was another race where they were both at that was pretty high paying here too. Hold on here. Fairbury already said off-road, $100,000 to win. They were battling out Ricky Thornton Jr. So at the end of the day, the championships, I'm not going to like put that. I'm not going to damage like Ricky Thornton Jr. I went losing the Lucas Oil title. I, I have to go with like the Charlotte, obviously if Sonoya, but if, Neither of those guys win Sonoya. I would have to look at Charlotte being like the final factor in my eyes. Uh, but, you know, Bobby Pierce can – what do you think, uh, Kyle – or Kyle, go back about the head-to-head that Bobby wins. How much are you going to put that into a, the play a little bit? Because, you know, that's something we never used to see in, <clears throat> in the old college football days because they would just vote because you only had 10 games in a bowl game. Now we have a playoff to decide it, but – does a head-to-head count a lot for you? Or you kind of, kind of just put that in, like maybe just a small percentage of when you're voting. Yeah, it's like, it's it's really almost totally even, really, when you think about it. Forty-six times they ran against each other in the same feature. Uh, Bobby had twenty-five. He finished ahead of uh, it was twenty-five twenty-one in favor uh, of Bobby and, and where they finished. I do have to go back and look and see like how many of those races were wins for each one. Like out of the last eight, say you know the last eight races since. Uh, we're going from World 100 on to now. They've raced eight times in, in the same feature, and and, and Ricky won uh, two races uh, of those, and Bobby won two races of those. So uh, uh, maybe I don't even know if that makes a difference here now too. But 25 to 21, that's it, it's it's half. You know what? what it, it, it's not much of a difference really when you think about it. I know our I know Ricky Thornton would that would that would be 24-22. If Ricky didn't get disqualified in the one in the one preliminary feature at uh, uh at Deer Creek for running in the Hudson O'Neill after the race because he finished ahead of Bobby that race and um and then was disqualified so Bobby gets that so it would have been it it's so it's almost literally even uh in the head to heads which is kind of shows how close they were all year long they were just two really really good race car drivers and. One and each night it was just going to be uh, uh, this guy has it and this guy doesn't or something. So uh, I don't I don't know. I, you might have to just flip a coin, right? Right, Derek. Yeah, flip the coin. I'm saying it's it's probably going <laughs> to yeah. be better for you. I'm, I might do it just live on Facebook. I said this is my vote for driver <laughs> yeah. of the year. Flip it. Heads for Bobby. Tails for uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. I don't want to go in too much detail. We got another mm. week of racing. I think will be kind of like the final push for what driver of the year. Mm-hmm. race at gateway with each other so there's a few couple more events where they can maybe separate themselves but nonetheless it's been fun to watch it's kind of a uh breath or a you know just kind of a fresh thing we can finally uh look into the racing because the last couple of years we've kind of had guys dominate the driver of the year 
especially since the 2016 when we had a close finish between Bobby, or not Bobby, uh, Josh Richards and Scott Bloomquist. But all in all, good fun. Also, we're not the only four that vote. So disclaimer, you can't just blame us. There's a lot of other people that help out and decide this. But best ofs will be coming up here in the next in about a month out, which we are very excited to roll out. Bobby Pierce and Ricky Thornton Jr. will no doubt be the topic of discussion when we do the final five for each category. Uh, before we end the show, we do one more thing. Kyle McFadden, you can lead off for us again, bud. Yeah, so I thought uh, Kevin and I did a, a good job of covering other world finals this past week. And, uh, you know, I did a story on Garrett Smith and just one year later after winning the dirt track world championship, you know, he hasn't won since. Right. And, uh, picked up his, his fourth top five and 48 races this year there on Saturday. So he had, had told me at the start of the week that he was really hoping to pick up a top five, like by the end of the week and that he did. And so, uh, but Cody Mallory, he's officially back, uh, with Garrett Smith as his crew chief, third crew chief change of the year there uh, for Garrett's team. And um, so hopefully he's hoping that, uh, you know, this this time around, especially after a pretty good showing there on Saturday, that uh, he can find his way again in the dirt late model world and, uh, you know, get back into victory lane after winning that dirt track world championship last year. So make sure to check that story out if you haven't seen it already. And, uh, yeah. Coon Dog Academy is back with Garrett Smith. So, uh, obviously, they had some success there at the dirt track. And then let's see if they can get back. The young driver can get back to victory lane and more consistent good runs. Uh, my one more thing is coming out today, another suave talk. Where are they now? We're doing Josh McGuire. Uh, very excited to have him on. Uh, always a good soundbite, a goofy character. Uh, kind of talk a little bit about, you know, why he left racing. Uh, some people might have forgot what happened there. But we're looking forward to talking to Josh McGuire, Todd Turner. Uh, he's always a, he was always a good light of joy when you got to see him in the pit area, especially. I think he'd be very perfect for this, you know, generation of racing where we get a lot of negativity on social media. But uh, what's your one more thing? Uh, my one more thing is uh, near Kentucky where me and Josh McGuire live. but. Uh, uh, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, just across the river there. They've had the, the same promoters for, I guess, about 17 years. Dave Roussel was running that track, primarily focused on uh, uh, sprint cars and open wheel stuff, as it has long been. Uh, but there's new promoters. The city uh, of Lawrenceburg just named STM Motorsports the new promoters. Uh, and Shane McHenry, uh, he's the Dearborn County Sheriff there. He's part of that bunch. Uh, now the contracts on the the T's and I's aren't all dotted and crossed, he says. Uh, but he says he would like to have a little more, a few more dirt late model races there, uh, which is really I think they've only had since Lucas Oil were in there several years ago. They've only had like one race a year with the late model. So, um, so I'd be like to, I'd like to see that. It's a great facility. Of course, it got to host the Dirt Track World Championship uh, many years ago. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, two or three races a year, maybe in, in combination with Moeller or Florence or something, uh, have a little weekend there around Cincinnati uh, would be nice deal. So uh, uh, as they develop those plans, uh, Shane McHenry said he would uh, reveal a little bit more. Uh, but, um, but yeah, let's hope uh, we see a few more uh, full fendered uh, races there at Lawrenceburg. Oh, yeah, the Berg. Love that track. What's 
hope we can see some late model racing there, more and more of it this coming year. Uh, good pickup there, Todd. What about you, Kovac? Got to finish strong, buddy. You're the cleanup man. Oh, qu- quick question. You talked to Stuler. Did, did he miss me? Oh, yeah. You mean, I about shopping my one more thing. Uh, yeah, Stuler was all by himself there, too. He didn't have his wife or his son with him. Yeah, he was He was, uh, he was on the he went solo for the weekend. Yeah, his wife said it was going to be too cold, so she didn't go down. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, Stuhler was there. He even had a little, uh, had a bicycle. He, I saw him on the bike, you know, driving around the pits a couple of times. You know? in so, shape. Yeah, that's right. He's, I mean, he's got a lot of people to visit. He's very popular in the pits. So everyone wants to check out with, uh, you know, check in with, uh, with Gary and, you know, he's always talking with everybody, even in the sprint car pits. But I saw a lot of people say like, eh, saw him a lot up there in those sprint car pits. Cause uh, he knows a lot of those guys, <laughs> but, uh, as a one more thing. Uh, he he did miss you though too. He he said I I was I missed uh, having Derek here, but there wouldn't have been any time to go over to the Iron Thunder anyway. No, so. no time. Uh, you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to hang out with him there. Uh, too much racing. <laughs> uh, as a one more thing, uh, give a little quick shout out to to Nick Hoffman for winning Rookie of the Year for the World of Outlaws. Uh, he and he had a little bit of a rough weekend there to end it here at Charlotte. He'd already had it clinched, obviously, but. Uh, he had to switch cars after the first night after having a problem in the heat race, uh, you know, a little tangle in the heat race. They, uh, you know, beat his car up a little bit, but he did get a top 10 by the end of the weekend. Uh, it was a big learning season for him in Ty Tuareg uh, racing. Uh, he did win a feature with the, with the outlaws back at state line back in, uh, you know, early, early summer. Uh, but it just, he had, there was a point too, if you go back and remember, he was like second in points. He was right in the mix going to about late June, uh, right there. We're like, man, maybe, maybe this rookie could, could be a factor in the championship race. And then he had the kind of the rookie doldrums when they went out there in the middle of the summer out and there's some, a lot of new racetracks for him and he, and he fell off and, and fell out of the, uh, the mix, but I think he still was fifth in the points, not bad finish for him. Um, and it's a, it's a good stepping stone, I think, for next year. Ty Torig, uh, car owner, says they're ready to go for next year again. And uh, he, he was uh, happy with how, how things went. And he thinks that there could just be better, better results in the future one, now that, uh, that Nick has a, has a, a season under, under his belt. Yeah, and it also seemed like he didn't race as much as he could have. but kind of just stuck with mm-hmm. that World of Outlaws, took a lot of weekends off. So I think if, you know, he's – get another full uh, late model season under her belt. I think he'll be in contention for a lot of races because he made some noise at a, plenty of different racetracks this year where he was up front a few times. Uh, yeah. Congrats to Nick Hoffman, the former modified ace turned late model driver, uh, getting the rookie of the year for the world of outlaws. Well, this week it's mid November. We got plenty of race season left guys. So we got the Peach state classic. Every lap will be live on flow racing. We're going to try to crown a champion as Bobby Pierce leads Hudson O'Neill by nine points for the final two races uh, down there at Sonoya, Bubba Pollard's racetrack. Uh, he's excited for the event. I'll have him on uh, Castro's Fast Five. So looking forward to that. Be sure to check out these guys' stories throughout the weekend. Updates. Uh, silly season. I'm sure we'll get some updates throughout the week. Until next time, this is the Dirt Reporters. Thank you for watching.